I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're rolling to hour number three, Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Your calls at 800-919-3776. We'll put those on hold right now because you know what's coming up. So without uh, further ado, Bart Scott, it's hour number three. It's Barton Hahn. We got Garrett Wilson on deck. What's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. Notice I stopped on five. I love the power. So many numbers in the world that I love, but if I have to choose one, I choose Fiv. It is time for the Garrett Wilson Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. So why don't we just start there with the interesting news yesterday. Uh, Garrett, first of all, how are you? Thanks for joining us as always. Um you and Thomas Morse said had a little trade, and uh, you end up uh, back with number five. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, yeah, you know that's always been the plan. I was uh, gonna switch to five um, after this after this season. I tried to do it for this this upcoming season or this past season we just had, but uh, the way they have it set up, you know, it kind of makes it makes it hard. So um, I had to tell them a year in advance, and and you know Thomas Ward for this year, and they you know they said they want a specialist Thomas and rock the the hell out of it mm-hmm. and uh you know now i get to get back my number that feel natural hey can you tell Vito? because you know what i'm saying listen anybody that know me knows that i don't i don't rock with a lot of people i don't have a lot of jerseys in my uh repertoire i think i got Dion, ray jonathan ogden ozzy and i think jared johnson because he was a goon you know what I'm saying? Does that mean that the, the 17 is a throwback? Can I get one? Of, can I get a throwback 17? Can you tell? Can you tell uh, Vito or Gus to go ahead and hook hook a brother up? Yeah, man, I can get you right with that. Sure. Okay, you okay. Because because I rock with you. You know what I'm saying? I only only rock with certain uh-huh. people. I don't, I don't rock. It's with funny a lot of though. People. You you say that right, and I bought my youngest daughter a 17 Garrett Wilson jersey. That <laughs> it's now, a throwback now. Now it's I got to get another jersey though. This is going to cost me. This is see this movie's costing me some money. Did it cost yeah, you some money? Probably, did, yeah. Did you did you have to give something to, to Morstead? Usually you hear about these trades and that's old school. Did you have to hook him up with something? Nah, no, nah, because the way I did it is after like my rookie season, I, I said I was trying to wear it, oh. and uh, and uh, they said it was like four hundred fifty thousand dollars if I wanted to wear it. The mm-hmm. NFL said that because they had already made my seventeen jersey. So right, so I said I'll wait a year, and, and and I told the equipment staff. So they said, okay, we're gonna have to put it off to the side and let a specialist wear it, so there won't be any, you know. Problem. I still Understood. try and get it back, and uh, yeah. So you know, Timo, Timo's the man for that. You know, that's that's good. Um, so who who wore five before? He, um, oh, before uh, Morstead. Before Morstead, you mean? Probably Braden. Braden. I don't know. I think Braden Man. Okay, so it's always been in the specialist world. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it's yeah. interesting because now seventeen suddenly is available. You know, just saying that. Perhaps there's a 17 that, you know, it <laughs> plays wide receiver. Theories. That maybe the 17 jersey could still be, you know, used next season. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. You can nod if, if you're in agreement. 
You can. No, yeah, it's, it's a good number. I'm sure someone's gonna pick it up. You know, <laughs> Damn it, he's not. Like, touching. I ain't fall for that, Ricky Bobby. He's not touching. All right, well, um, come on, man. It's the end of the season. We need some juice. No, look. Well, first of all, for everybody to know it is the end of the season. But Garrett, as you know, you now will go from a player talking about you yourself, your team, to an analyst. That's what you're going to do with us now for the rest of the playoffs as we'll get into it. Now, we wanted you to be in the playoffs talking about it, but this will be fun to have you talking about what you see in these games and uh, the playoff games coming up and stuff like that and, and uh, reacting to things. So be great to get your insight on that, but let's try it out now with getting your insight on because I know you watch it closely. Uh, last night's Natty and what you saw between Michigan and Washington. Anything stand out to you that caught your eye off of Michigan's big win? Um, yeah, man, it was a good win. They started fast. Um, I mean, they couldn't stop the run, you know, and I, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of did want Washington to win, you know, for obvious reasons. And, and <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the quarterback a lot. I thought he would, you know, um, be the difference maker, but, but, you know, that defense that they got, that scheme that they're sending, you know, heaters every down, it's hard to deal with, you know, especially when, uh, you know, at the college level, I feel like you, know, you don't see that too often and, and people executing that stuff and, and still having good coverage out there behind it, you know, so, um, you know, it was really a really a good watch and a lot of great players on the field. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised it went that way, but I did have Washington win it up. See, but a, you know, the crazy thing, we talked to Greg McElroy yesterday. And he was saying that Penix, because of how he played against Texas, his stock was up high. It was nothing that he can do that can make his stock drop. But when you look at it, it looked like when he gets he got heated up and he, he looked he looked you know he finished the game injured and that's been one of the knocks. We don't know what his what his medicals is going to be, but it looked like he he takes he takes hits hard. You know what I mean? So like, do you think that maybe you know did yesterday hurt him or you know his his um, his place as far as the quarterbacks and first round or third round has already been cemented? Or was it anything that uh-huh. concerned you how he reacted missing guys not being able to see the field once they start heating them up? No, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that's real. I, I really don't know. I, I, you know, they were uh, – that's a tough thing to play against. You know, I know that all quarterbacks struggle against a, a scheme like Michigan in college, you know. And we, we played against the D coordinator that was there with, um, with CJ, um, and he's with the Ravens now. And, uh, my, yeah, my junior year, I think, and CJ sophomore year. And it's just the looks different. They do a good job disguising. And, and even if you've seen all the college looks, college defenses just don't – don't do that too often. So it's one of those things that when you get it on film, you played against before, you probably play better against it. But um, you know, it's tough. And 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 uh, you know, they, some plays were left on the field that I feel like you know they make those the whole the whole trajectory of his day looks different. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I definitely think that it was a, a game that you watch, and if you just watch and you're like, oh, he hasn't looked as good as the rest of the season. But you know, I feel like that was to be expected with going up against that. It's just. Um, you know, how, how they would take it in the next case, how he would watch the film after and be able to make those adjustments, which, you know, being the natty, you don't got that. Uh, now, you know. now, oddly enough, you forgave him because he was once in Indiana, so he was in the Big Ten and was a hater rival, but you forgave him, but you you didn't forgive Michigan. So, like, it's just your hatred for Michigan trumps your hatred for Indiana. Is, is that your biggest hatred? Is that who you hate the most, you know, go blue? No, rivalry with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Never lost them. I, mean, I don't know if we ever lost them. You didn't know rivalry. <laughs> he, he but he still made was in the Big Ten, so I thought you would be neutral. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Like, nor, you know, the teams that we don't really play unless it's just a scheduled game, is we don't. it's not a rivalry. But, like, he was really good when he was at Indiana. They were really good. And they actually gave us a 
uh, run for our money. Like we, we really could have lost. Um, and that was probably his junior year uh, during COVID. And, and he was really good back then as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, the hatred for Michigan, that, that, that run deep, but mm-hmm. yeah. the Indiana and the Northwestern Illinois, you know, we don't really bother with them. It's just, we'll play them, we'll see them. <laughs> That's a setup question from Bart. He just wanted to get that answer out of you. We're talking with Garrett Wilson. So, all right, this is these are the things that when the regular season ends and you don't move on to the playoffs, we usually call it the eulogy, right? That's what we do, and that's what a lot of you guys were doing yesterday, eulogizing the season, talking about uh, what went wrong and and all those things. And, and there are a lot of things that you said that caught everyone's attention. And again, as you as you mature, and now you've been here two years, and I'm really impressed with like you take ownership of things, which I, I like that because a lot of young players tend to have a hard time doing that. You don't. And you say things that get, that have effect. And one of the things that you said that had enough effect that it had the media asking Joe Douglas about it and everybody else just to get a reaction because you are such an important player to this team, present and future, is that you said this was the worst year of my life. And I want to give you the opportunity to expand upon that for those who heard it and explain what you mean by that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean exactly that. You know, it's uh, you know, it's been a tough year as far as how I played, how how it went, how it. Um, it's a culmination of the things, and then you 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 know you play, and I said season. I didn't mean. I think I made sure I said season. I didn't mean to say year. It's been a good year, but as far as football goes, season. Um, I think yeah, that's understood. We know, we, we know what you mean. That's understood. Yeah, but you're coming off like 94 catches, another thousand, like a thousand yard performance. For most people, it's like, you know, I played well, but you know what I mean. But but you really like seem like no. this year affected you. Like we can't have this. I mean, yeah, you know, I I definitely don't think that anything we did this year was, um, you know, what what a professional player would, you know hope to uh want to accomplish you know i feel like um you know if you're content with how we just played this season then then you would be completely wrong no matter what the circumstances were you know um that we had to deal with you know we, we didn't handle it the way it could have been handled and um you know as, as far as playing you know we could have played better and, and um and uh and yeah you know i, I think i could have played better you know 100 percent, and that's that's basically what I mean by that. Just, just simply that, uh, you know, I, I play football as my job, and and when you're losing games and the offense ain't, you know, doing what you, we think we should be doing, and and because of that, a lot of things are affected. The domino effect that the offense does, is not playing well has on the whole team. You know, it's going to be a tough season, and and you know, I that was my, um, I wouldn't say my first run with it. You know, for a rookie year, you kind of come in, you don't really know what to expect, but. But yeah, you know, you have these people that that build you, build you up, build you up to this thing. And before the season, the, in our case, was us, you know, the Jets, and we had, we got built up to these high expectations. And um, you know, because of that, that plays into it as well. You know, my rookie year, I didn't know what to expect. So you know, even though the stats may look identical, the feel is different. You know, so um, all that, yeah. all that plays in. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So so I, so I've been there, right? So I, I guess what you're trying to articulate is it's a wasted year. You, you only get so many of these years to try and win a championship, try and get the ultimate goal to, to live and be immortalized by, you know, maybe being a Hall of Famer, being etched on that Lombardi trophy. So when you, when you, when you have, you know, such expectations, 
and you fall short, it it's almost feels like a, a lost season. It almost feels like a death at times, man, because you, you understand that you only have so many lives that you, can, that you can throw towards this football season, and then it's over with forever. Ain't no big three for us. Ain't no big three so we can play as senior citizens. You, you don't see people playing. You don't play football. You do football. You play basketball. You can play basketball until you're 85 years old. Football, when you're done with this, pretty much it's a wrap. So I understand what you're saying. But, you know, when you talk about trying to draw something positive out of a season that's, that you feel like it's a wasted season, like what did you grab or what can you guys grab to hold that can propel you going forward? Because like I say all the time, you know, a lot of great dynasties are built off of pain and suffering. And you see it happening with um, the, the, the Lions, you know, the guys that have been there that put in the work. And, you know, guys like C.J. Mosley that have put up, up the work and his time is running out, and he's hoping for his happy ending. So what can be grabbed from, you know, a, such a tough season that, that you can use going forward to propel you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't look at it as a wasted season. I just think it was, you know, the worst one of my, of my life. You know, I don't think it was wasted. I think that um, there's a lot of things we can take from it and a lot of things that that I have taken from it and that I've learned in this in this last year, and I, you know, it's important to have, um, you know, down times. It's important to have bad times. You know, it's important. So um, I, I really am, and, you know, I, it sounds weird, but, and, you know, I'm thankful for it. You know, I think that I, even more down the road in hindsight, I definitely will be thankful for it because it'll, it'll end up turning me into who I will be, man. And, and you know, I, I said this yesterday, but um, it'll be the reason I have, you know, the success that, I, that I've, you know, dream for or uh, dream of and expecting this lead. You know, I think it will because I went through years like this, and um, you know, just remembering how it feels. You know, just knowing how how it feels to be not playing and be this disappointed and and have you know things that um, you know narratives being written that you know you 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 know and the people in the facility know aren't aren't the case, but. But you ain't prove it. You know, that stuff sucks. You know, you got to just deal with it, you know, and that's just what it is. But, um, you know, I, like you said, man, it, it is a precious thing to get a season of football, and, and I don't take any of it for granted. So, um, you know, each one that goes by is precious, and, and that's really all it comes down to. You know, I don't look at it as a wasted year but at all. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I would have loved to have the success that we all had, you know, expect you coming in and that's, that's just what it is. But we got to, we got to dig deeper and, and find something this off season to, to, um, to make sure that this isn't the case. I, I think that this is, you know, maybe what we needed, you know, that's kind of the light that we're looking at it in and we'll see how that pays off, you know, down the road. They always say that you gotta, you gotta lose to learn how to win. It's just the painful process, but it is one that, that when you, when you do reach that point of winning, it does make you appreciate it maybe a little bit more. And, and Garrett on that point, uh, now that you've had two years in this organization, I think we've done we've done this before when we've had you on. I, I brought this up many times, but I, I'm curious now with this season over with, you know, the whole the, the, there's something about the the vibe around the Jets. It's this same old Jets thing that always comes up when things go wrong. Instead of just being something that went wrong, it's all oh, that only happens to us. There's a lot of self pity that goes on with this thing, but that normally is outside of the organization. I found it interesting that Aaron yesterday said that we have to flush the the BS, right? That there's things within the organization. If it's not about winning, we, we got to get rid of it. We got to eradicate it. Is there anything that 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 you see in that? Like, it, like do you have that same feeling that you've been around? Like, like we've got to power wash this whole, 
you know, pathetic, sad sack Jets thing out of here and, and have more of a winning attitude. Do you see some things that you agree with Aaron that need to be changed? Um, yeah, you know, hundred percent, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, um, what they were, you know, referring to, but, you know, as far as the same old Jets goes and stuff like that, you know, I've never, um, you know, bought into that stuff. And I feel like we got so many, you know, an infusion of young guys and guys that have been to other organizations and are really good players that no one, no one is like conscious of that while they do or going about their business or walking in the facility. It's not like you, uh, you thinking of that, man, it's, it's football and it's, you know, your job and it's your profession. How you, how can you be the best person? But the, the reality of it that, um, people are going to think that, you know, regardless, you know, people are going to, can y'all hear me? We got, we got you. I'm sorry, but, um, people are going to, you know, say that stuff regardless until we go out there and prove it. That is, that is not the case. That's not the same old jets. And, um, you know, I'm I'm fine with with that. That is that's the reality. You know, people said the same thing about the Lions, the Browns, the whatever for all the years that Jackson, I've been growing Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and you know, it's your it's your job to dig yourself out of that hole that you know you 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 you're in. You're in. It's just uh, go win games, man. It's football. It's it's go win the games, put in the work during the week, watch the film, put in. You know, I got off season to put. How can I approach this to put myself in the best position to? to do my job and, and if everyone on the you know roster takes that that mindset and does their part we'll be all right man that's that's just how it is you know that same old just will change naturally with when you know we we put it together um and and uh you know I, like i said i don't think it's something that that clouds our judgment at all it makes everyone think like it might be real i don't know man mm-hmm. I, I just know that that ain't real for me. I mean, I, the way me, Breeze, Saws, Jermaine, and, you know, Aaron, like, we, none of us was here. We don't know. We, we trying to figure this thing out because this our this our job now. You know, that's that's what it was. It's all right. We'll be, we'll be all right. We'll figure this out. Well, I, I, I don't know if you heard what Joe Douglas said, but he said it's his job. You know, when he heard your comments, it's his job to make sure you don't feel that way. So he has to do a better job, you know, helping you guys on the offensive side, you know, with, with receivers, you know, with the receiver room with the um, offensive line, you know, uh, is it an opportunity or is it a point where, you know, maybe you want to sit down with Joe to make sure that, you know, because it's, it's rare. It's very rare, very rare. Um, I've seen this maybe with Ed Reed, maybe with Terrell Suggs, maybe with Darrell Rivas, where young players get involved in being able to have communication with somebody up up, in the, up on the second level. But I feel like you, you've garnered that respect because I believe that they're hoping that, you know, you are – a multiple um, contract guy, not just a guy that they draft that moves on. So with that being said, they want to try and build around you and they want to give you the respect to kind of let you know what the plan is. Is it any plans to, to sit down and maybe talk either with Sala or either talk with um, with Joe to kind of get on the same page as far as what the future plan is? I feel like you're able to, to deal with the tough times if you know what the plan is going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, they they've definitely – um, let me, you know, vent, I guess you could say, yeah, I guess, you know, and, uh, and, um, I'm appreciative of that, man. I know that, that, that isn't the case, you know, everywhere and that it, it isn't the case often. And, um, you know, that they, that they allow me to do that and have, you know, insightful answers to all of the things I ask and all of the, um, you know, all of my worries, all my, my things, it comes with good answers from them, man. And they have an open door policy. You know, we had our exit meetings this week and, and I'm, you know how that goes, Barb. But um, you know, even past that, you know, we've we've had conversations, and that's, 
that's um you know something like I said that I don't take for granted because because you know the the intentions are there to 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 get this thing you know the way it should be and um and um I've never you know doubted anyone's intent you know and anyone's and, and I'm sure that um, no one has it's just you know we gotta we gotta execute and that's all it is man we gotta go out there and execute and that's you know that's me that's the next guy on the team and you know that's everyone so. Um, I'm confident we're going to, you know, pull this thing together, man. I'll, I'll have faith in that. And, and um, you know, we have the right people people there and, and we're doing the right thing. You know, I, 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 um, I feel so blessed to, to be in a situation where, uh, you know, like it hasn't gone perfect, but but everyone's on the same mission and everyone um, has the same focus. And, and um, I don't, you know, take any of that for granted, man. Garrett, Aaron said that it's up to him to prove this offense can work because obviously Nathaniel Hackett has been under a lot of criticism this year with the way the offense looked without Aaron Rodgers running it. Is it as simple as just Aaron Rodgers will make it all right? Like, is it? Is it? Is, do you see it as that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like any adjustments need to be made then because you played in this thing. Now, we used three other quarterbacks, and three other quarterbacks looked like they had a hard time with it. But is it the system or is it – and I know this – I'm not oh, asking well, – system or personnel? Like, which one was it that was such the struggle? Um, wait, I thought you were saying, like, if, if Aaron's in the game, is the offense going to be better? Yeah, yeah. Well, does that I mean, change? Is that, is I think that goes season, without does saying. Does that change? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about but the I'm system saying, though, like, I'm saying, though, like, Aaron is an offense. <laughs> I see what and you it, mean. And, All right, and, and, like James Harden, I am the system. Yeah, I am the system, okay. right? And like, and like, no, no, no. But the way it's, I'm, I'm serious though. Like the way, not just his play or his, no, like he's, he's gonna call the, like he's gonna do some stuff to change the play, to do this, to to get to this call. It's, um, you know, it, it really unlocks a, a, a side of offense that is, you know, whenever you're running it, it works well. So he's the cheat code. Right, like, like, and that no, probably, yeah. right? Is that fair to say? Like, and I know this sounds silly, but it's really not. Like, yeah. there's a, a regular quarterback can can get under center in that system and not see the things that he sees to make the adjustments that unlock everything. So essentially, Aaron Rodgers is the cheat code to this offense. Precisely. Yeah, yeah but you, but you, but you know what that's going to garner if so much is put on one person, mm-hmm. that, and then what are you going to do to make sure if if it, if the if the worst happens next year? Oh God. That somebody else can come in and at least be half and, and the quarterback that he is, and and yeah, you know that's that's what the you know um, what I'm sure we're we're going to try and figure out this offseason. But um, but but yeah, you know if Aaron's out there and he's running, you know what, doing what he does, man, it's uh, it's truly an, an offense in itself. Yeah, I can see it, it in your body language, man. Yeah. That, that you've seen some stuff in practice. Like, yo, this dude is—I've yeah. never been around the something gr- like for those this listening. The grin on Garrett's face right now tells you a lot more than what he's actually saying. Well, so. we might we, we might have we might have to have an all offensive draft and an all all offensive uh, free agency where we just load the stack the deck, man. Like, if, if he's that important, man, I, I need I need I need Sinbad, you know, out of necessary roughness, to come out there. I won't let them harm you, Mister Blake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just put all this, yeah. Put the biggest, put, just put the biggest hog mollies in front of him. Just to God, put, just put him in bubble wrap, please. All right, Garrett. Like you know what? So we have playoff games this weekend. I'm not sure how much you've really paid attention to it, but I, I because obviously you've been working on closing out the season. But 
Are there any games this wild card round that jump out to you that you're like, man, this is a game to watch? Anything like that at all? Um, because of the you know the relationship I have, I'd say the the Browns and the and the Texans. I'm excited for that one. Yes. And I, because I don't know who's gonna gonna win, man. I really don't. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, it's the first one too. The spread's yeah. two and a half, so nobody knows really. It's yeah. it's Browns are favorites. The Browns are favorites. Uh, the the Browns are the favorite. Yeah, they are favored by two and a half. But again, on the so, road. But I'm, uh, nervous. I'm, right. ner- I'm nervous, man. But for like, CJ, the, the year the that he had. Home, though, that's like good on the road. You know, it's like the, the good on the road. Right. <laughs> that is a good on the road. The year that CJ had, though, surprising, not surprising to you? What do you think? No, not surprising at all, man. I, I mean, he, you, uh, he, he's really dedicated in, in everything he does. You know, he's got a way that he went about went about him since he walked in at Ohio State. That was like, all oh, this dude's like an alpha male. But um, they kind of like tweaked it a little bit to get it like more, you know, the way they wanted it at Ohio State. And ever since then, man, he's just taking off. He got a year behind Justin. And then whenever he came in and started, I mean, he was the the leader like right away. And he's just got that effect to where he knows how to command the room. Um, obviously, the, the skill set that he has speaks for itself. But it's really his, his confidence in the way he just walks around the facility, I'm sure, in, in Houston and, and interacts with the guys that, you know, they believe that they can't they can't be stopped, man. And uh, you know, that's a powerful thing. You know, that's a powerful thing. And obviously you can, you know, throw the ball and mm-hmm. you know, and that the helps field. too. Yeah. So, You'll so, see, man. So I know a lot of times like when I was in the, when when I was at home, I really didn't want anybody to win. I was hoping the Super Bowl was canceled because I didn't want anybody to be happy if I couldn't be happy. But, you know, when I had to make that determining factor, it came down to like people that I cared about and people that I love. You know what I mean? Like, all right, he can get one. I don't want to be happy. Um you got um, Joe Flacco and you got Dalvin Cook, right? And both of them can be on a collision course. Like, do you root for for players or do you root for other teams or people that you rock with hmm. when it comes down to the playoffs? Um, yeah, I root for I root for players. You know, I kind of I kind of don't root. I root for their like individual success. Um, and then, however, the game ends. You know, I'm I'm truly a viewer. I'm truly just a what do you call it? Um, in the spectator. middle, like yeah, spectator. Spectator, man. I'm not a you know fan in any team. I just want to watch and, and see what they're running, watch the receiver DB battle, stuff like that. You know. So, I, so I guess I ask you this: What what do you think Dalvin can add to this Ravens offense? Do you think that he can maybe restore his market and and, and have a big impact if they're going to go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it? I mean, yeah, I think he can. Uh, the running back room has has been really good this year. Um, they've had a lot of like by committee though. They've had a lot of different guys come in and come in and do it. So uh, you know, obviously with Lamar, too, that's a whole running threat every single play that that the teams have to worry about. And um, you know, those lanes are just will be a little bit more open uh, for for different reasons. That their fullback, uh, their fullback they were, Yeah, I mean, just for you know, for different reasons than they than they were when with us. You know, to be um, to be honest, to be frank, you know, I think he'll he'll have some. Uh, you know, a chance to get out in space, and, and we know we'll see that old Dalvin uh, come out, man. I miss having him around, but I'm happy he got to go compete for, you know, Super Bowl with the Ravens for sure. Yeah, it's something everybody's watching for. Does he still have it? He'll get the opportunity with Baltimore. That's just a little taste of what Garrett's going to be giving us over the next couple of weeks as he'll continue with us and become the NFL analyst for us on playoff games. And uh, also, is it, it's January 29th, right? We have uh, at the New York Athletic Club, we're going to have uh, – a night with Garrett as well. Right? I I 31st, 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 my bad. But I say, we yeah. 
We'll drink some banana cognac and some uh, Petrinacy. You ever had Petrinacy? Petrinacy, oh boy. Oh, hell, yeah, yeah, hey, bro, I ain't drinking with you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that. No, I stole that from Beast Mode. I just ain't drinking what you drinking. That's all. <laughs> I, I stole. I stole it from Beast Mode. It's 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 Patron and Hennessy at the same time. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I, I got you. That's a good little. That's a good little uh, combination word. But yeah, I ain't drinking that. You remember that first? <laughs> the first time you came on with us when we were in New Jersey and, and Bart had on that air. going. We we, we <laughs> never we never got to commercial breaks, much like we have to do here. Hey, Garrett, <laughs> great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. All the best to you, my man. Sounds good, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. All right, Garrett Wilson report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Auto Mall, and tell them Bart Scott sent you, and you get an extra thousand dollars off your best deal. Call one eight hundred Sansone today. Coming up, your calls eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also, so what did Aaron Rodgers have to say about Jimmy Kimmel after what Jimmy Kimmel had to say about Aaron Rodgers responding to what Rodgers said about Kimmel? Well, if you need to know, you'll find out next. Spartan Hot, 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott. I think Garrett was really good today, and, and he gave you a good idea of what we're going to get out of him, you know, once we get into playoffs and. Using him more as an analyst and less as, you know, the uh, the latest on the Jets each week, right? So it'll yeah, be good. Yeah, so much easier and better when you're talking about just football and what you see as a sport. Right. It's more personal when it's about you. Of course. And even though there were some things you could tell he wasn't going to go too deep on, I, I felt like he was he revealed some as things to us, right? As he could, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think he essentially said it, though, when we talk about this offense and, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Is that, yeah, this offense definitely works better when Aaron Rodgers is running it. I mean, that's essentially what he said. Yeah, which I mean, uh, I mean obviously, it's it's the football acumen getting you in what you're supposed to be in. It, it's it's like he's there. He has all the tools, and you no, know, the thing Hackett just, you know, he alone for the ride, so to speak. All right, I so mean, let's it's the honest part of it. Let's get some stuff here from Rodgers. Um, this is interesting. So he was on McAfee today, and he said he told the media, that, you know, watch the show, that he'll have everything that he needs to say about the stuff with Kimmel. So here's him clarifying him last week when he said that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want to see that Epstein list come out. 
unprompted. We're talking on our show, as we do, about a lot of different topics. Somehow the Epstein client list comes up, and I said there's an excitement to expose corruption. And what I joked about the other day about popping a bottle, there's excitement about when the corruption anywhere gets exposed, and people who are accused of these heinous crimes get exposed. That will be nice, that we can get this all out in the open. That's not there. So I made this comment on the show whenever that was last year. And then unprompted, he comes out and says that I'm an overly concussed wacko. In my opinion, it seemed like because I believe that there was a list and that there were names on that, right? And then we, we fast forward to this last week, right? And I said, a lot of people, and I'm quoting myself here, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. End quote. That's what I said, okay? I was referring to the fact that if there is a list, which again, this hasn't come out yet, this was just a deposition, right? And there are names on it, then that would be the second time that a soft brain junior college student, wacko, anti-vax, anti-Semite, spreader of misinformation, conspiracy theorist, MAGA, whatever other things have been said by him and other people in the media would be right twice. So what he's basically saying is, is that I wasn't really trying to say he would be on the list. What I was saying was is that I said there'd be a list and he doesn't want me to be right. Okay, fine. But he also made sure to say I'm not accusing him of anything that had to do with the list. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. So for him to be upset about that, I get it. Did you watch the quote? Because that's exactly what I said. Verbatim what I said on the show. I'm not stupid enough, even though you think I'm an idiot and you made a lot of comments about my intelligence, but I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero concrete evidence. That's ridiculous. So I'm glad, and I think we can agree on something, is that one, those crimes are heinous, and two, I'm glad you're on a list because those who are on the list, and this is what I think we can agree on, that at minimum, there should be an inquiry into their involvement, especially if they went to the island. And at maximum, there should be an investigation into it. So I hope that you'll give the same type of energy to these heinous crimes when they do come out and the names do come out and there is an inquiry into it that you gave to other subjects that I actually mentioned that you spent a lot of time working on. I'd like to put this to bed to move forward. Yeah. And that's, of course, moving on from this whole thing with Kimmel, who did shred him a little bit last night on his show so here's lasting from rogers on this whole thing as silly as it is moving on from all this i'm glad that jimmy is not on the list i really am and i don't think uh, he's the p word and you know i think it's impressive that a man who went to arizona state and has 10 joke writers can read off a prompter so you know my education at juco and my three semesters at cal that i'm very proud of has worked out for me and i'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well so i wish him the best again i don't give a what he says about me but as long as he understands what I actually said and that i'm not accusing him of being on a list then i'm all for moving forward so can we all now move forward no, I like that. I like that he threw the, the 12 joke writers oh, yeah. prompter. Yeah, because, yeah, like, stop it, bro. Like, if, like if, if there was still a strike, when would your, when would your um, ether disc coming back? <laughs> I mean, it's just so silly. Grown men just acting like children. Um, but, you I know, like, quarterbacks more... aren't known as tough, but I would love to see them in the same room and, like, see if, he, see if Aaron is smacked that can intimidate him. Like, all right, you, know, you think I'm a little, little concussed coach? Let's see if I can come shake the hell out of you. You know, I always choose violence. This last thing from Rogers. Now, again, Garrett changing his number, right? Mm-hmm. 
now 17's available. Garrett just kind of like, right? Now, where, water, all right, yeah. so th- this, when is this from then? The, didn't he just change his number? Yeah, he just changed his number, but he had it was a two-year process. So he, he put in to change his numbers for two, uh, last year. So right, like okay. last year we weren't thinking about Devontae Adams, but we we still can roll with that because you know it's freeing up at the right time. Because yeah, the okay. thing so, is, you know that he don't care about right. seventeen. Yeah, Garrett could have told me before I bought Cali the seventeen jersey. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well you know I'm changing next year. At least he signed it, which is nice. But he, he, he mentioned something about that like earlier in the season. He did. He's going to five. Yeah, he did. All right. Anyway, so seventeen's available, Aaron. Um, anything to that? None right now. <laughs> Absolutely none. There's a lot of time. I think first part is to like let the emotion get out of it and get away everybody involved from Woody and Christopher to Joe to Robert to all the players, you know, just kind of like let the emotion out of it and uh, get away from it. But yeah, obviously creating a championship team is the goal for Joe and obviously that's what he wants and me coming back is obviously a big part of that but you need the players around you Devontae is a fantastic player he also plays for the Raiders so it's not a lot I can say there other than he's a dear dear friend and homie and if I do end up making out to Vegas I want to see that golf game because he's been working hard and I think that's one of the things he loves about being in Vegas besides AP and Max uh, and some of the other guys he really likes over there Josh Jacobs he loves the fact he can play golf whenever he wants. Love me some Devontae. G-Dub's been talking about going to five the entire time, so it's a nice uh, coincidence. And as much as I believe there's not many coincidences in life, this one at this point is merely... What's that mean? Coincidence. First of all, did he call him Tito? I don't know. I don't he know G- oh, he said G-Dub. Didn't that oh, sound okay. like Tito? I'm like, T- who's Tito? G Dub? Did he say G Dub? Who's G Dub? I don't know. Anyways, there's enough of that. Oh, okay. Gary so, all that, okay. there G-W. it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. G- no, I get the G Dub. I I, I, first, I, I, was I lost. swear I, I heard uh, Tito. Like, Tito. G Dub. He, he do have that Tito Jackson hair. You know what I'm saying? He can put that high tap, <laughs> put that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, all that stuff is aside. And now, can we move on from the Kimmel stuff? These grown men just being children. I mean, stop. We get so using, caught using up in their, the drama. Using their platforms. Ooh, he said this. Ooh, he said that. Stop. I'm so happy that his 12 <laughs> writers can write him a joke. That was <laughs> actually a pretty good be, line. At best of five. It's funny that I said that at the start of the show, too. Anyways, um, all right. So, we'll finish off with uh, the Knicks have the Blazers tonight. Can they continue their run? Can they win five in a row? That's tonight at the Garden uh, before we hand it off to the K Show. But first part, can you tell us about Samwell? Mm, absolutely. Um, go ahead and click that beautiful thing for me. Yeah. Friends, don't friends go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. And said, how, Bart? Well, I just told you if you paid attention to what I just said. I said call Dr. Jay Shaw today at sandwellpain.com. Dr. Shaw treats joint, back, neck, sciatica, nerve pain. Dr. Shaw also is certified and great in migraines and headaches. Specialist procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. J. Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy a pain-free life. Same day or next day appointments are available. Go to sadwellpain.com to put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. J. Shaw. Go to sadwellpain.com right now to regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Sandwell Payne now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SandwellPayne.com. You wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most insurances are accepted. 
Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart. We have tonight Knicks and the Blazers at the Garden. Now, again, the weather tonight's going to be terrible, but it's not snow. It's just going to be a lot of rain and a lot of wind. Uh, but the Knicks have a chance to win a season-high uh, fifth straight game and move to seven games over five hundred. They're playing the um, Portland Trail Blazers, who just beat, came back to beat the Nets, which the Nets have been all kinds of – they've been a mess, but – uh, the Portland Trailblazers are ten and twenty-five. They're just—they're not a very good team. They're going through a rebuild, and the Knicks are are f- come into this game fourteen and one against teams with a losing record. So you think like it's 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 set up for the Knicks to win, and so that would be. And then they go back on the road, but it's a you know this is a take care of business again type of game tonight uh, for the Knicks, and to see if they can just continue to stack these wins uh, against the weaker teams because they've had such a tough schedule. But I'd watch tonight Malcolm Brogdon because that's somebody that if I'm the Knicks, I'm, I'm kind of targeting him. Never mind chasing stars at the trade deadline. Yeah, give me a guy. Give me another high IQ player off the bench like that. That that could be a nice piece to add at the trade deadline. How's so, his health? Like how's He's been he, fine. No, he, okay. he started out the season he was hurt, but he uh, he has played for them. And he's, he's, he's played, you know, again, he's played relatively well. And who he is, remember, he was a six-man of the year. I know. So this is a guy that the Celtics thought might end up being their starter. So that might be a great way. To, that might be a great way to replace quickly in his productivity when we talk about depth at the bench, and he's a veteran, a guy that can lead that second, that second um, unit. And you know, so you look at you gain, you know, Aminobi or Obi, you know what I mean? OG. OG. Yeah. Yeah. You you gain you 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 gain OG what you really needed, and then you still replaced. Um, you replace everything that quickly brought. Yeah, Brogdon, 15 points a game off the bench for them. So watch that tonight. I'll see you all in MSG. And Bart, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.